This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Good morning. What's up, everybody? I should just sit here and like just smile. Happy to be it's back. Kind of a creepy, that's kind of a creepy smile. Yeah, don't don't be don't be creepy, Josh. It's got like a red skull kind of thing from uh What's Red Skull? Uh the Captain America. I actually okay. I'm not, I, I recognized one of the the people in that movie the other day with my kids. I knew that it was a, someone called Winter Soldier. I felt very proud of myself. So here's the thing. Uh I've seen very few of the Marvel movies. Okay. So we just started the other day watching like and i looked i had to look up online like, yeah what's the what's the right order okay there's an order to watch these in okay because they didn't release them and like so it's a storyline through all the movies yeah okay so i looked up this list of how do you actually watch these to where they're in chronological order story-wise yeah. not release okay. date wise and and so we started with captain america okay subtitle the first avenger so that was the first one, apparently. Okay. Red Skull is in that. Hugo Weaving of uh, Agent Smith fame from The Matrix. Okay, yes, Agent Smith. I know who that is. Yeah, okay, he's yeah. the one that had, was... Mr. Anderson. Yes. Yeah, he was <laughs> super phenomenal, evil. Phenomenal character, though. Yes. So Hugo Weaving plays this guy, Red Skull. So that's what that made me think of. Yeah. But so we just started, because I've seen very few. I'm, yes. I'm not... Quite frankly... I don't care about comic books. Thank you, I Josh. really don't. Thank you, Josh. Uh, so so I, I have never had any sort of draw. No. But well, one of my kids was like, well, okay, it was Patience. She's really the only one. Yes, <laughs> really our kids up. love it too. So she's like, yeah. can we watch these? Sure. And I was like, yes. Yeah, of course. Yes, we will sit down and Anytime your together. kids ask you to do something with them, you do that thing. Yes. And I'll tell you, I'll give you an example of this. Bruce Warner uh bruce and jane great members of the church uh bruce has gotten into doing spartan runs like it's Those are the this, hardcore like you're running through mud and like that's tough mutter hit with like sticks and stuff that's and, tough mutter but okay. spartan is like more like strength obstacles so bruce is into these things he's super fit and he built his own mini spartan thing on his property like a full course with numerous like commercial size and those like 5k length courses yes bro how and how did he get a 5k course on his well he has these loops so around his whole property is a quarter mile oh so he did around the baseball field and all that any rate so he asked mikey and i and dave taylor and a couple other people that work out at his crossfit gym uh to come and run this course with him i'm like mm, I, oh, mm. Okay. <laughs> Mikey, my son is super fit and like really into this kind of stuff. And so I'm like, okay, this is the right thing to do. We're going to go do this. And we went and did it last night. Wow. <laughs> I like Hard, hardcore. My knuckles, like my joints and my fingers are sore, like from huh. gripping the rope. Cause you have to climb a rope. Okay. How high? Uh, for 30, 40 feet. Holy cow. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's no joke. It was no joke, bro. I could only, I only, cause there's a, there's a method, the way you wrap it around, like you do the cinching movement with your feet so that you can use your legs as well as you're hoisting your mm -hmm. Mikey. Literally, we did three laps of that part of it. He's hand over hand with his legs hanging just up and down. He's a beast. 
any rate, Bruce knows this special thing to do it only one out of three times because could I get to the top? Because I could not figure out the foot thing. I couldn't figure it out. Um, but at any rate, that's an example of like, yeah, dads or moms, your kids want to do something. Um, you endured physical <laughs> torture. Figured out. I just tortured connect, Mikey this just morning. Just to connect though. with your son. That's, yes. You know what? That's He got up and ran with me a fast mile. Well, we I call it fast, but it's not really fast. Uh, and that was good. So. so when you got done with the course, did you just yell like, we are Sparta! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or something like that. We, we, <laughs> We were we were exhausted because like last night we got at his we got at Bruce's house at like five o'clock, and it was oh so you're like mid eighties. Well, it was hot, it was hotter than that. Nicole was, and I Nicole and I hot, went bro. walking last night. It said hot. it felt like ninety one. It had the yeah. the humidity had to be pushing yes one hundred percent. It was beating. Oppressive. It was beating down. Yes. Yeah, I mean he had this like ten foot uh, piece of PVC like drain sewer that had caps on the end and it was half filled with water and you had to hold this like this and you had to walk around these bases and when the water tipped like it's pulling oh, you that's over a, that's a lot of it was this was no joke like what bruce has done and i'm i'm talking to bruce i'm like can you can you like actually it's five laps and each time you do it there's certain so you end up running more than a mile um i'm like can you go through this whole thing five times He's like yeah i do it two three times a day. Like, whoa I'm crazy respect for bruce that's why we call him the boss master commander. That's a little inside okay. joke with Bruce there. Okay, so he I, is. I keep telling him I got to get him some leather jacket and <laughs> some patches on it. He He's is hardcore. real strong. I mean, crazy. So, but anyway, God. this is episode 44. 44. You know what Josh. I was thinking as we were like starting to roll the cameras? I'm like, one of these weeks, I want to just, I want us to intentionally say the wrong episode number. And just see. But then, no, but then have Haley like <laughs> overdub her voice that would be perfect <laughs> Haley. you must do this so episode, so we're like this is episode 47 40... <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun so um, i want to do that which hey last week episode 43 yes uh you and kinsey which he was nailing his little apricot not too not he too shabby pretty, uh pretty yes. good with his guess and he on said the nut and not nutmeg which is kinsey's which thing. is hilarious i know, I know. everything <laughs> has nutmeg in it for kinsey yes uh but then you guys invented a new word what did which i, I imposter ship oh. okay imposter i was like, I was Wonderful. like you guys are creating new words we probably felt, just didn't know i felt a little left out because <laughs> that was that was super cool I it wanna, was it was fun i like uh i like having <laughs> kinsey on the podcast i mean yeah viewers listeners we have a dream for a bigger studio at some point that's not here and a little bit more uh, adaptable for larger groups which we might we'll have to talk to you afterwards yeah. if we sneak a third in next week yeah because okay. uh pastor pam is bringing the pam message, is uh, bringing it okay okay week. cool that's right yeah yeah so, yeah yeah we could figure that out but we hope we hope to have a bigger space at some point with kind of more permanent installed stuff so that we can and even staff can roll in and do quick announcement stuff and send it to haley for um and for those of you that watch the live stream um the pre-roll video that you oh, saw yeah. recently that was all shot uh produced directed all done by our social media and video and what else haley does so much stuff haley does Miss, stuff. mrs haley tallman uh fantastic job beautiful beautiful footage uh really really great job so but we want to have that kind of studio set up because that was all done in the next steps room yeah 
And of she course, just, was, she rolled in like yep. Well, and Ryan designed the sets. He he's built, got an eye for that. He really oh. does. He's 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 creative. Um, but we want to have a space like that that's kind of permanently sort of installed because video is so important these days that uh, we, it would be helpful to have something like that for the convenience of the staff mm. and labor savings so you're not constantly tearing, you know, setting up, tearing down. Anyway, yep. we're sideways. Uh, Episode 44, what's new? That's how, what's new, that's, you know? That's how we do. Okay, so we have coffee here. And it's... I'm going to get my phone because... You got to tell us what this is. It was in a Ziploc bag, so okay. I'm going to look on their website what the notes are because uh, I didn't write them on the Ziploc bag. This is Mammoth Coffee out of uh, New Orleans. Uh, Chad and I picked this up and we, uh, come on, Gadget, here we go. I froze quite a bit of it. It is super, like, and I, I said this when I took the first sip. Let's I like, find the coffee here. This is a, it's a very unique, a very unique feel and flavor. No, this isn't the right thing. I picked the wrong no, not Philadelphia. Oh, come on. Yeah, what are you tasting, Josh? Oh, because if, if you let it sit for a second, there's almost a sweet. But mm -hmm. your the initial the initial flavor is not really sweet. I'm trying to think of how to. This isn't a tasting note, but it's almost like a light and airy mm -hmm. feel. Like, you know, you drink some cups of coffee and there it's like, go. oh, that's like got a lot of body to it. Yeah. This is like. So there's some clarity. Yeah, that's, that's a mm -hmm. good word for it. Mm -hmm. That's a good word for it. Can um, we find the coffee? Coffee. There it is. The filter coffee. Come on. What do you think? I'm having a hard time oh. finding what I need here. Well, that's all right. I'm having a hard time. Order online. Putting that's a specific. There we go. Flavor to it. Yep. View products, which is what we need to do. Okay. So this is the, it is Doramino. So this is an Ethiopian. Okay. Ethiopian coffee. Um, the region is Agaragera, Himazone. The produce is Kata Maduga Cooperative Union. And the variety is an Ethiopian land trace uh, grown at 1,900 to 2,100 meters. It's a washed process. So that's where the cleanness is coming from. Cool. Um, this was one of our favorite coffees that Chad and I picked up at this Mammoth Coffee. You can't see, but look at the, I'll cover that. Isn't that a cool? Oh, that is cool. I like the yeah. kind of the minimalist. Yeah. I like that. It's a cool vibe. Yeah. So, what are you tasting, so Josh? So I'm only, I'm only gonna register one guess because I'm, I'm, I'm not picking up a lot. The only thing I'm gonna say is raspberry. Raspberry. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's got so like a... we have melon. Huh. We've drank this one before. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I remember this was weird. A Meyer lemon. M e y e r. Which I don't mm. think I know the differences between lemons. Mm -mm. But honeysuckle. Oh, that does sound familiar because we yep. talked about honeysuckle. And orange, orange popsicle. Hmm. So. Yeah, I didn't get any of those. Yeah. I think it tastes like raspberries, but it's good. I, I mean, the Meyer <laughs> lemon would have a little bit of tartness, like the a tart. red raspberry. Yeah. 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 So it's good. Very good coffee. Mammoth coffee out of New Orleans. I would tell you, check out the Doramino Ethiopian if you 
want. So to. I tried to find when I was on vacation. Uh huh. I tried to find like some third, third wave. wave coffee mm -hmm. shop. No, nothing doing. The, so one of the tricks to find third wave is to Google coffee roasters near me, mm -hmm. because generally if they're roasting coffee, they probably are a decent shop um not always but uh what i do is i'll i'll google a coffee roaster near me and then i use i look at the google images associated with the shop oh see if and they then when you see have... the images you're like okay i see a kalita i see an actual lamarzico espresso machine i yeah. see that their menu is like eight things that's it you don't get any caramel blah 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 you get vanilla that's you get, all you get coffee right? you get coffee yeah you get a cortado you get an americano uh you get a cappuccino a latte espresso or drip that's what you get you don't get anything else i yeah. did get on our way back we stopped in muskegon at a at a brunch place i sent you and kinsey an image i saw that <laughs> and i got they had a nitro cold brew okay that was a really good cup of it looked like brew. fantastic it was yeah oh it was it was really good had a good creamy head on it, it looked, yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i and Delicious. i actually nicole does not like black coffee mm -hmm. she's like yeah. usually more creamer than coffee sure. kind of gal my wife's same but i i had her try it and she was impressed with how but i mean that nitro like oh, that's yeah. always super well, smooth cold brew in and of itself is so much smoother than regular coffee well because it's you've said it before mm -hmm. right? isn't it it's less acidic much less that, acid yeah. yeah you're releasing less acid uh from the bean that is being extracted so because yeah. of the cold process yeah and then whatever they do with the nitro like that's yeah, i don't even know how the nitrogen is introduced i mean i've actually thought about getting like a little canister and a cracker so that you could make your own nitro uh, oh. at home i think it literally is just taking cold brew and injecting nitrogen in like creating bubbles like huh. fizzing i think i don't know if paul watches this if you do paul knows you have to tell us how to because they used to have nitro they did yeah yeah it was and, pretty and it was really good yes really to good. me that was my favorite drink the nitro was my favorite drink at five lakes really good really good so yeah. bring it back paul bring it back man there you go or yeah. if you don't at least tell us what is it what do you actually do because <laughs> yes. because we don't we know. could walk over to the roasters because they're just paul is right across the the drive here uh, so he's usually there. But anyway, episode 44, Josh, you uh, luxuriously came to second service with your family. <laughs> what we're, we're referring to is we were talking off camera before we hit record here off off mic. How what a pleasant thing it is as pastors to be able to wake up and get ready with your family on a Sunday and actually just go to worship. Uh, with your family there's something really special about that well i yeah. i think i i and i could be missing one or two but so when we were on vacation we went to a, a little church mm -hmm. uh well not little i mean they probably they probably run three four hundred people mm -hmm. uh but we went to a church was uh, it our tribe or what kind of church was it see, it wasn't so we're as mm -hmm. we were driving up we yeah. passed the church we're like i think that's where we're gonna go on Sweet. sunday and so that's where we went on sunday we we showed up there. So uh, you don't know what kind it was. Uh, I think I think they were. I looked them up then, yeah. then and it, I think they're just non-denom. Just making sure uh, it wasn't a science reading room or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I did. I I looked at their their statement of faith. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, because you don't want to. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you don't yes. want to go to a uh, a viper den. Uh, a wackadoo like that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like all right, we're gonna pass the snakes around now, guys. Yeah. I. Nope. You know what? Can I? I'm gonna. Although, yep. Okay, here's an interesting thing. Yeah. I've noticed this. 
so I pinch hit at uh, uh, one of our sister churches mm-hmm. in Three Rivers. Yes. Um, Shout out to Three Rivers. I visited my parents' church, which is a Wesleyan church. Okay. Uh, this was back in June when we stayed with my parents for a, a week. Yeah. I went to went to their church, and then this church, they all do this thing. Okay. That, that quite frankly is is odd to me. Okay. After worship, they take like a five minute break, and everybody just says hi to everybody. Oh, before before the teaching. Before the teaching. Oh yeah, Josh. Yeah. I'm like. This is so, so weird. This is the same as as bump three people, but it's our our bump fist bump three people is truncated. That's yes, yes. But because uh, I'm like the, the one. I mean, I'm yeah. like literally. It's like, we but gotta, in traditional church, this is where you would pass the peace, right? This is where you would actually. There's a blessing, and there's all kinds of community that happens. Then yeah. is it that where in the Amish churches they do the holy kiss thing? I don't know when they. do I was talking. Okay. It's real. It's real. I it's was talking real. to somebody about it who comes out of that, yes, that, that faith. background. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's for real. That's for real. The dudes all go to the barn and kiss each other. I'm they like, do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's for real. Oh, thank you. No, I'm no. Keep my electricity and my not man kisses. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyways, so yeah, episode sideways. 44. But, yeah. <laughs> Ryan brought an interesting message uh, yesterday that was kind of like the band was interspersed in between and i feel like those are some of my favorite services okay which i want to go on record okay right not that not that you guys ever like suck mm-hmm. but you guys killed it yesterday oh, allison Dude, allison oh, no <laughs> we got home we got home from church yes. i'm like and i told nicole i said allison <laughs> killed that she did like she has she has really good range vocal mm-hmm. range yes and she has such a full voice yes i don't know we were sitting there i'm like yeah. Whoo. and the little little vibrato tails on the end of her lines were just the right amount sometimes vibrato particularly in a band setting can be a little bit too much a lot of times we get new new vocalists that'll come in coming from a choral background they come with heavy vibrato on their voices. We tell them you gotta you gotta tame that back a little <laughs> bit. Right. That sounds dial it down. Yeah, just just take that from a ten down to like a four. Uh, Allison had this very stylistic sort of vibrato at the end of her lines, just the end of the phrasing, which was yeah, yeah. Josh, you know you play with us once a month. Uh, we are incredibly blessed as a worship team uh the musicians and we've got some really great we've got a new drummer that's going to be coming on pretty soon oh nice it's really really good drummer uh a new Run, another bro. bass player is he uh is he yes. coming on yes he, his first audition is this <laughs> thursday rock on um so yeah and uh, we they came to the barbecue uh their family okay. came to the barbecue and and we talked a little bit and it was really cool just to hear his perspective um being an observer looking essentially from the outside into the worship team and seeing what we do. And it was really cool. His wife's cool. Their daughter, Anna's really cool. So it was, it was good. Nice. Yeah. 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 But Ryan brought this really interesting message that was, uh, right out of Mark chapter 14, as we continue through the Mark series, we're almost done with, we are almost done. It's amazing. I've got, yeah, two more chapters here, but the title of his message is who is invited to the table. Uh, and I, I found this message because also, because it was related to taking communion, uh, just really, really encouraging. What are some things that stood out to you, Josh, and your, your notes notes? Well, I mean, I first of all, I really appreciated the culture 
the cultural context that he gave, right? We've mm-hmm. talked about that before. He had everybody say it. And... Context matters. Yeah. And it really does. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, those are things that yep. we could just read it, but like, oh, yeah, they're at dinner. Oh, cool. That's that's great. Right. But when you understand it again, then you look at right. some of those pieces, right? I mean, yep. so he breaks down the triclinium. Hey, mm-hmm. these are the positions of, of significance. And it's also one of the beauties of, of reading all of Scripture. Right. 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 Look, looking mm-hmm. at the, the 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 full council of scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Mark doesn't give us all the details, but guess what? Some of the other gospel writers do, right. so we can actually we can put together this uh, more full A picture, picture yeah. uh, of what was going on. Yeah. And then when we see that, it's like, oh wow, you know, mm-hmm. both Peter in that servant spot, mm-hmm. Judas in the guest of honor spot. <laughs> Like that's bonkers. It is. Right? <laughs> it's so against our nature. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So just, I loved the culture piece, and uh, that he dragged thirteen people out of the crowd to eat candy, though. So yeah, they got candy. So I think it's you know fair trade. Yes. Fair trade. Yeah. Um. So I really like that. Um. I did like he he made that point. Jesus knows what we've done and what we will do. This is my mm-hmm. kind of paraphrase. He knows what we've done and what we will do, and he still invites us to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do, I do like that. Now, you you go back to the idea of Judas. Right? Mm-hmm. Judas was invited to the table. Mm-hmm. He kind of <laughs> tossed that, mm-hmm. uh, which is an interesting thing because you you have conversations with some people that be like, oh well, is is Judas in heaven? Yeah, and yeah. and there's debate about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, and I maybe maybe we've talked about this on this podcast before. Uh, I don't remember, but yeah, no, I don't think he is. I don't either. No, I but don't I, think but he I've, is. But I've had conversations with people that do. Right? I've never encountered someone that believe that. Okay, that's well, shocking. There, there are people out there. Wow, uh, that do. Yeah, the son of so, perdition. Jesus yeah. <laughs> calls him the son of perdition, and says it's better if he was not born. So, so I, so I, I don't know. I do think it's important, and, and I don't think Ryan presented things at all in in the, a way that it would be no construed as universalism. No, no, no. Uh, because no. we are all invited to the table, but it's like it's like when you get a wedding invitation, right? You're you're invited. Yeah, doesn't mean you're going to come. <laughs> doesn't mean that you're going to yeah. be there, right? You've, yeah. you've got to actually, you know, show up. And, yes, and, and be there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know what, what was just jumping out at you there. Well, I was, I, I was it, kind of what you were saying minute, there, so. but you know, everyone is invited to the table, but there is there is a doorway and there is a gate which ryan presented really well and that is jesus you know john 6 jesus says a really hard saying to his disciples and he says unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh you have no part in me so there is and that's this meal that we're talking about um This meal is symbolic, this Passover and communal meal that they were having together where where Judas uh, betrayed. um, Everyone is invited to that table, but not everyone's going to come to it. Right. And that's a really important thing to keep in mind. We don't know who those people are going to be. And I think that that's why the example of of Jesus giving Judas this place of honor um, and Peter, knowing that Peter's going to deny him, Jesus sovereignly still called, even though he knew what was going to happen. Um, and he knew Peter would eventually, of course, repent and confess and repent. Um, this example to us, 
you know, what are, what are we doing in terms of bringing people to the table of God? Who's, who's on the outside right now to us is, is kind of the way I, I was thinking about mm-hmm. it, it, it. He was, I, I felt like Ryan was encouraging us to consider, you know, are there prejudices? Are there, are there judgments that we've passed or even perhaps roots of bitterness and unforgiveness towards others where they're like, no, nah, they're not at the table. You know, those people are not at the table. Um, that's kind of what I, I was taking away. Well, and then he asked, he asked that question, right? Who's invited to my table, mm-hmm. right? Like if we, if, if we kind of bring this down to a personal level mm-hmm. and I, I feel like he was, he was pretty transparent with that, right? Like, uh, you know, if I'm honest, like I invite people to my table that are like me. Yep. Which, I mean, which is a, is a, Mm-hmm. A lot of us do that, right? Yeah. Like we, you know, birds of a feather flock together. It's true. You know, kind of thing. It's uh, true. You know, we, we gravitate towards people who are like us, yeah. uh, which I mean, you want, here's, there's that tension mm-hmm. because while within the faith context, we need biblical community, mm-hmm. brothers and sisters right. of like mind, right. of like faith, right. right? You need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't only be there because we're also called to have an outward focus we're called to mm-hmm. reach out but we're also we're also told in multiple multiple places in scripture that a lot of the things that within our various cultures and this isn't just modern culture this is humanity mm-hmm. like since since we screwed it all up in the beginning mm-hmm. uh we're very tribal yeah i mean like we 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 find reasons to separate ourselves from other mm-hmm. people and we, we kind of stay in this little spot. And that happens mm-hmm. even in the church. Paul addressed that in mm-hmm. multiple letters. He's like, he's, man, there's no Jew. There's no Greek. There's no Scythian. There's yeah. no barbarian. barbarian there's yeah. no slave. There's no free. There's mm-hmm. In Christ, we're all one. Yeah. Right? Now, I've heard a, a, a twisted version of that. <laughs> Actually, because in one of them, I think uh, Paul says, there's no male or female. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody sit in my office and be like, well, see, that's where like you, you can't, you shouldn't do men's events or women's events because in christ we there aren't men and women no no no, no, no. that's not what that means it's talking about salvation that's not what that means (laughs) it isn't it isn't getting rid of no differences in gender or nationalities or ethnicities or or cultures no that paul is speaking about equal access to god yes equal access to god is what he's talking about and that in Christ, mm-hmm. all of those other things are secondary, right? Right. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna choose. Right. Well, hey, I'll hang out with you because you're also Greek, right? No, hey, in Christ, we're we're all on a level playing field. Mm-hmm. So all those other things have to take a back seat, mm-hmm. right? You you don't determine who's invited to the table to go right. back based on any of those factors mm-hmm. because in Christ. We're, we're all in the same yeah. place. So. I, I think that's what Ryan was really kind of bringing home was the fact that uh, we can and should have anyone invited to the, the gospel table, right? We should be able to share the gospel. But something that I, I wanted to press into, and that we'll see how this goes, Josh. <laughs> I'm, I'm super when, excited. When, <laughs> when do we not invite people to the table? And when in the church... Do we not? Because Paul says there's certain sections in, in the scripture. Paul says in Corinthians, like that you're not to open your door or to even break bread, meaning yep. have a communal meal with certain people who proclaim Christ, yep. who say they follow Jesus, but are are actively, willfully, disobediently 
practicing certain things. Yeah. So first Corinthians five, he's addressing that yeah. you know, there's an individual in the church. This yeah. is the guy who's sleeping with his mother-in-law. Yes. Right. And Paul's like, bro, like, yeah, you don't even eat mm -hmm. with this dude. I mean, yeah. Paul, I mean, don't open your door to them. We would look at, yeah. we would look at what Paul says about this guy. Cause if, if I remember mm -hmm. correctly, right, this is the guy that Paul's like, let's give him over to the devil mm -hmm. so that, that he might be, so that, that he might be, yeah. Yes. Ultimately he might be saved. Yes. Right? Let him be, let him mm -hmm. be, you know, kind of under I, that for a while. But I, that, that's a really good point though. Mm -hmm. There are times where people would be excluded now i think it's there's a little bit of nuance there because mm -hmm. i mean ultimately they are they are invited to the table mm -hmm. but in a in a big picture view right in the same way that judas he was given a seat at the table but he didn't stay there right he didn't keep it mm -hmm. in the same way there there are people that come and they they grab a hold of the the gospel they mm -hmm. come to the table right but then they're like yeah i want some of this to eat too yeah like i sure jesus this meal you laid out that's that's pretty good but yeah is byob uh kind of deal here i brought my own little flavor yeah what do we do when we come to the table and you've got people at the table for instance what if judas had stayed and what if judas had just said yeah, this guy isn't the guy. I'm still going to eat with you guys. I'm still coming to this table. But the dude that that I just betrayed and sold for 30 pieces of silver, that was just some good teacher, some one of the many rabbis that we've experienced. What do we do um, as followers of Christ? How do we handle these kinds of things? <laughs> in, in today's modern church, I don't think we handle them well. Uh, we I mean, want to pursue biblical truth josh and that's what we're talking about you and i right like how are we go how do we as followers of christ biblically um what is the common unifying factor what is the thing how, how do you mean i guess i'm i'm, I'm alluding I'm just, to I'm something not, well, seeing I, if you'll come I, to the I, same I, conclusion I figured, I figured you were i'm just not, <laughs> i'm not picking up what you're putting down it happened yesterday <laughs> right so ryan and this is this is the number one uh, thing that unifies us as a body is the table it is communion oh. it, it is it is the sacred t partaking of the flesh and blood of christ at the communion table and i think that the exclusion from the community particularly saying you you cannot come and partake with us until you do this until you come to terms with the re reality of this and josh i know for instance uh, Pastor Ryan and Kinsey, particularly two pastors on our staff, they've literally gone to people at our church before and said, Hey, you are making choices that are in direct opposition to the word of God. And if you continue down this path, I don't think they told these people they couldn't come back to church or couldn't take communion with us. I don't, I don't, I don't know those things, but there was a warning like from, from elders in the faith and came to them in love and said, Hey man, <laughs> this is, this is not okay by God's word. And it's not okay by God himself. And we love you. And we're coming to you to say you, though you think you're sitting at the table with us, you think you're communing with us. You're actually for, for reality. You're actually cut off right now. But I, but I think some of that is a, is a, oh, <laughs> this could go, this could go sideways. Uh, Let's not let it go sideways. What does it say? Well, no, but I, but I'm saying I think some of it is a, is a misunderstanding of what 
the table is, mm-hmm. right? If we only look at communion mm-hmm. as, well, I mean, a couple of ways you could look at it. If this is just symbolism, right? right whatever, or hey, this is just something we do to, to demonstrate this, or even if we accept the fact that this is, there is a spiritual reality. Something sacred. Something, there is, mm-hmm. like this is something special, right? This is Mystery. just, you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. just symbolic. Yeah. Again, we've talked about this before in here. Mm-hmm. We don't believe, as our Catholic brothers and sisters do, mm-hmm. that the, yep. the the bread and the juice right. actually become the yep. flesh of Jesus. Transubstantiation. Blood, right, transubstantiation. But it's it's more than just, oh, yeah, hey, we do this, whatever. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, sometimes then we treat it kind of flippantly. Yeah. But if we move beyond the actual, the physical elements of communion, and recognize that communion is a declaration of participation mm-hmm. in the death of Jesus. Like baptism. That's, that's I think, where, where people can begin to be excluded. Mm-hmm. Because if I am choosing to persist in sin, that is a refusal to actually... Accept the gospel. Accept the gospel. Yeah. It's, it's a refusal to actually... I could I could drink all the juice in the yes. in the world yes. and eat all the wafers in the world. Yes, but my life is not actually a participation in right. what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. So communion is is much more than this this three minute experience at church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, C- communion is a lifestyle. Yes. Mm-hmm. So so if I'm if I'm in that place, like you said, hey, mm-hmm. like I'm making choices willfully, right. knowingly, right. engaging in behavior mm-hmm. that God says is wrong. Yeah. Even if I drink the juice and eat the bread, mm-hmm. I'm not in communion with Jesus. But what does Paul even say about taking it? He in talks a way. about, well, 1 Corinthians 11, he talks about yeah. taking it in an unworthy manner. This is why I do not believe that it's symbol i refuse no, okay i cannot no, 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 believe no, no. that it's no. symbol i think there is an element of symbolism of course in the in the sense that we don't think it actually becomes the yes it's, it's still it's still bread and juice yes i think yes. i think it's our reform brothers and sisters uh i could be mixing up some of my theology here i think they would say there's a spiritual presence yes or real presence right, right. it's what again, some it people doesn't, say doesn't actually doesn't become what it is yeah but there is yes there's a Otherwise, spiritual reality it, 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 to what we're doing at the at the table yeah, it can't be just symbol if it was only symbol why could you partake of a symbol and die which is what he talks about in First he Corinthians says 11. that you can partake of these symbols or these elements in an unworthy manner you could become sick or you can die this is terrifying Listeners, viewers, this is terrifying. This why cannot just be a symbol. There's no way that it can just be a symbol. Otherwise, you could just do it in, in whatever manner. This is how I have been coming to the table because I, I definitely, um, and I will say, Josh, I've sent tons of it to you. and to, I sent one to Ryan this morning. Uh, Francis Chan and his perceptions on what the communion table is being this unifying thing, mm. this place where God can and could and will, if we're willing, unify the church across denominational lines and challenge our Catholic brothers and sisters to say, 
there is no way on earth that you can say that that I, I am not Catholic. I'm not a Catholic, right? I'm an evangelical Christian. But our Catholic brothers and sisters will say, you cannot partake of the communion table unless you're joined to the Catholic church. And Francis will say, there's no way you could say the Holy Spirit of God led you to that doctrine and theology when it's supposed to unify us. So I will say this. I listened. This was a, uh, and I've probably mentioned this before on the podcast, yeah, yeah. right? Um, shortly after moving to Sturgis, looking for radio stations, stumble on one. I'm like, oh man, here's a really good preacher. Like, this is a good mm-hmm. teaching. <laughs> Find out later. It's a Catholic. It's the Catholic station. Absolutely. Brilliant. Uh, Father James Ricardo was the guy, mm-hmm. was the, the, the priest's name. Uh, he did a whole teaching on the sacraments, mm-hmm. which our Catholic brothers and sisters have a lot more sacraments than our Protestant mm-hmm. uh, brothers yeah. and sisters do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they talked, he talked a little bit about that with communion. And the reason that he gave for why they don't want you to take communion because I don't have you been to like a Catholic funeral yeah. or wedding or something yeah, yeah. like that. I was at a Catholic. I've been to multiple Catholic funerals. Mm-hmm. And my whole mother's side is Irish Catholics. Oh, all yeah. Irish Catholics. Psh, psh, psh. Yeah. So, you know, oh, yeah. you know what's up. Yeah. But I mean, so so at these funerals, they, they offer communion mm-hmm. and they say, hey, if you're not a Catholic, you know, you just come up, you just cross your arms. We'll yes. Speak a blessing, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And so I was like, well, that's kind of like, I'm. Yeah. Why not? I believe in Jesus. Well, so, so. <laughs> Father uh, Ricardo, right? He says, he says, well, if you're not a Catholic, it's a pretty safe assumption you haven't been to confession, mm-hmm. and if you haven't been to, so it's actually yeah. a protective. I know it. I know, Josh. So, so I'm just saying. I, I do, agree. I think, and and to me, for me, I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. No, I mean, I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think you can. <laughs> it's not meant to be a devising, a, a dividing thing. And that's that's the problem. And I think Ryan was speaking to that in a very larger context than just communion. Of course, he was. Uh, I, I shared with Ryan uh, and I may have shared with you, but I, this is how I've been coming to communion. I, I come to communion and I'm saying to God, I have no idea. <laughs> what you're going to do here. <laughs> I don't know what happens with this wafer and this, this cup. I don't know. I believe in the mystery of what's taking place here. I believe it's holy and I believe it's sacred and I believe it's more than symbol. I'm coming with that amount of faith. But what I'm also coming with is, is, is saying to God, Lord, just do, I want your presence. I want my soul and my spirit to be nourished. If I, if I can, if I can be nourished by these elements, if there's something, if there's something transactional, if there's efficacious grace that's taking place when I take these symbols into my body, I want it. I want want it, it. Lord. I want it. I want it. Like God, I want what, I don't know what it is, but I know you love me. And you'll never do anything to harm me and you'll never do you'll never push me away so whatever you want to do to draw me closer to your presence do that thing i want that okay i want to pick your brain on something okay. uh and i i read i read chan's book uh he actually wrote a book called unity mm-hmm. uh overall really good book it didn't answer the question i went into it i had, I had a question going into the book okay that i was preconceived that i was wrestling with yes and i desperately wanted him to answer the question because i was having a really hard time finding anybody to, to give me a solid answer. Okay. And he kind of danced around it. <laughs> sure. But so, so he, I want to, I want to pick your brain a little bit. So we talk about the city of like, Hey, the table unites us in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Across denominational lines, it does. Like, all of this stuff. I should say it can. 
it can it yes. can but kind of related to your question mm-hmm. um uh how do i want to ask it what do you can you be united okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say it right yeah yeah there are denominations out mm-hmm. there of the church particularly mm-hmm. in the united states of america yeah that have taken a stance on things like the lgbtq yeah issue mm-hmm. right on an affirming side and they would affirm it mm-hmm. say hey mm-hmm. totally cool you can you can live that way mm-hmm. you and you can not only can you come here you could you could be a pastor here yeah and you can inherit uh the kingdom of of heaven yes and practice practice yes yeah uh which we would say is incorrect yeah can so the question becomes can you be united with Mm -hmm. yeah that and and as we're talking (laughs) no no well because because here here, here's where i mean i'm I'm kind of it's kind of a leading question because i want to get into this idea right like if we look at if communion unites us in in the sense that it, it points us to hey this is what jesus accomplished mm-hmm. and we already talked about if i persist in sin mm-hmm. i'm rejecting what jesus did for us mm-hmm. so i'm not actually in communion mm-hmm. with him i don't think we can have unity mm-hmm. with a, a group sure who affirms sinful behavior yeah so sometimes in the name of unity mm-hmm. you see churches yeah. oh well hey it's cool you know, like they're doing some good mm-hmm. things it's cool yeah we're supposed to be united keep the important things the important and, things and we yeah i don't know i think we mess up unity <laughs> i think we mm-hmm. mess up unity and, and we think it's oh well unity just means we let's just let's just what is the unity we're talking about let's let's yeah. Focus on the important things, right. right? Hey, I love Jesus. Well, do you? Yeah. Because you're you're rejecting what he taught. Yeah. Do you do you actually love Jesus? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent no, no, here. No, but. I don't think you are because you know we had a a woman come up during second service. Uh, if you watch or listen to the message from yesterday, and she shared a thought on unity that was directly related to what we're talking about here in communion about about the table. What is the unity that the biblical unity that we're talking about? Jesus said, I pray that they would be one, even as you and I are one, Father. How can we as believers be one? With people who are embracing sinful behavior. Corinthians, Paul, Paul says, shall we join, shall the, shall the spirit of God be joined to a table of demons, right? I mean, I, I do think that there are some things that are, are definitely I'll call them deal breakers or bridge burners, right? Like these, these are deal breakers. And Josh, these are really uh, quantitative questions. How much or how little or which ones break the deal, right? Which ones separate us, right? Which ones? Because we're talking about sexuality right now, right? But then there are other things in in groups, particularly like the Catholic Church, JP2, probably the, the, probably if most Protestants and evangelicals will tell you that JP2's uh, statements and teachings on the body and sexuality are the, bar none, the best teachings, biblical teachings on, on (laughs) John Paul II on gender and sexuality. 
but there's definitely some things within the Catholic church. We would say, Whoa, like indulgences. Mm -hmm. Like there's some things it's like doctrine. I don't understand. I don't understand how we can, you know, um, so Josh, I don't have an answer for you. (laughs) I do not have an answer for you. Um, I know this, that there are times when I can sense what I call koinonia fellowship. Mm. Right. And I've had these kind of conversations. I've, I've had conversations with good friends um, and said, and I've said to them, cause they'll come to a perception or, or perspective like that. And I could say, I've said to them, there's no way that the Holy spirit led you to that place. Mm. There's no way because that's in direct opposition to his word. There's no way the Holy spirit is a comforter, a guide and a helper. And the guide is to remind us all things that Jesus said and taught what the, the comforter reminds us of what the word of God says. So you can't tell me that the Holy spirit led you. If he's the guide for your life, led you to that place. Mm. There's no way because it's an opposition. So sometimes I sense that just in talking with people, it's like, there's not a there's not a connection in the spirit. There's not a connection that's outside of it. Sometimes you just get around people and you're like, oh, I think they know Jesus. Like I think that they and that's not to say that people who have different ideas about gender and sexuality don't know Jesus. I don't know that. And I'm not gonna say whether they know God or whether they don't know God. Um, I just know on some of those things, I can't have fellowship. You know, I can't have fellowship with that. Which isn't to say, again, like, I mean, if that's, if you're in that spot, yeah. right? Like you identify as LGBTQ, like you're absolutely welcome at Reading Life Church. Of course. I mean, and we've had, you know. And loved by God. And there's, yeah, there's a. Created there's in a, his image. There's a ton of factors, right? That go into this. Yeah. Uh, whether, I mean, and in, in regardless of any of those factors, you can come. Right. right. We're not, we're yeah. not trying to exclude. Well, but. And an LGBTQ but, person would say to us, we're not unified with you. Because you are saying that this is not okay. So the unity is both ways. It's not just us. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So it's both. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I interrupted but, you. No, you're fine. Um, but yeah, it, they're like at some point, right? If you want to, if you want to show up and then you also want to say, Hey, I'm following Jesus. Yeah. There are, mm-hmm. there are, again, and it feels like we're probably picking on the sexuality issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of that is because that's a big thing and it is in yeah, culture but it it's is. also that makes the list of things that keep you out of the kingdom yes sexual morality galatians like, like that's it galatians i think it's in colossians i yeah. think he alludes like he alludes to that in multiple places yeah. uh like <laughs> it's kind of a big deal the problem but so is greed yes so thank are, you. are we greedy because <laughs> yeah. that keeps us out of the kingdom um yes. so yeah i mean yeah. it's it's a broader list than just sexuality well, and, and, and it's it's not just that form of sexual immorality. No. And this is where the church has really it's messed we've been, up. We've been imbalanced. Completely imbalanced. Yeah. And we have pigeonholed one little thing. Well, not little thing, but one thing that God's word speaks about. And we haven't been uh, strong in other areas where it's like, hey, you know what? That's also not okay. Mm. That's also not okay. Yep. I, you and I have talked before, Josh, and this is a tough one but the bible is just really really strong and clear about gluttony Mm -hmm. and how many followers of christ do we see that they don't have self-control in those areas of the life i'm one of those people at times it's hard um but yet those are the people who are gonna still look down a long nose at those who have same-sex attractions or or are dealing with that part of their life you know I, i we do we need to bring some balance but at any rate 
Yeah. I don't think we answered any questions there, but I think well, if anything, we're putting more out there. Yeah. But that's what Jesus did. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, just, he asked questions. He didn't answer them. <laughs> well, I think I think the important thing is to say that everyone definitely is invited to the table, but there is a stipulation. You know, Jesus even said, uh, "Not all, not all who come in my name are actually in my name. There'll be those who are going to come through, try to come through the sheepfold, come through the door with it. They're not. They're not part of the flock." Yep. And so we have to be discerning and we have to be really aware as followers of Christ. What, you know, where is that dividing line for you? You know, where is it? Yeah. Well, and, I mean, Jesus told a parable of this of this wedding feast. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, I, I invited essentially. But by the time it's all said and done, everybody is invited to this feast. Yeah. Some people just refuse the invitation. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the guy that he's in. And yeah. he's not wearing the right clothes. Yeah. And he gets tossed out into the dark where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. Right? Because this is like, hey, I want to see at the table. Man, I'm going to do it my way. Yep. I'm, yep. I don't want to actually adhere to these standards that this guy has. Mm-hmm. Who are you mm-hmm. to tell me what to do? You're mm-hmm. not the boss of me. Well, all of the commands uh, that God has given us are eternal, right? I mean, it's what we'll experience in the kingdom of God. So if we live in a place that's in opposition to God here and now on earth, what makes us think we're going to enjoy heaven? Why would we want to go to a place that we disagree with? That's I, one of my favorite books ever is uh, C.S. Lewis, The Great Divorce. Mm. And I mean, and he he doesn't so much write it, I don't think, as as like a, a theological you know treatise on like on hell and heaven. Mm-hmm. But what he highlights is for those of you that aren't familiar, right? The basic premise of The Great Divorce. Have you read it? I th- maybe. So you've got a guy in hell. Okay. He's he him and a, and a group of other people from hell uh, get on this bus and are taken to heaven. Okay, and I don't think I have. I oh, dude, dude, you gotta you gotta read it. The it's, mountain is terrible right now. The book, mountain. I know, but well, I just, I'm just add one more. on there, and it's a relatively short book. Okay, relatively short book. But but what you what you see over the course of time is exactly what you're saying. Even given a chance to leave hell mm-hmm. and and go to heaven people wouldn't right because they're in hell for a reason right because they wanted to hold on to fill in the blank they chose it instead of jesus they chose it yeah yeah Yeah. so and he he works through a variety of things it's Mm -hmm. brilliant brilliant work yeah so well towards the end of of ryan's message he kind of started asking that personal question you know are there denying peters and betraying judas's at your table (laughs) and man that was a that was a real a real challenge for me because i began to think about that it's like uh not just about okay do people vote the same as me or like the same football teams or sports or coffee or whatever it is like we hang with the people that we have common commonalities with uh but where is the table in a sense back to uh exponential with John Mark Comer and Christine Kane. That's where I went, <clears throat> my brain went there. Yeah, where where is where is the use of the table? And we're talking not the communion table necessarily, uh, but like your dinner table at your house to say, you know, I'm going to have people there that are deniers, like Peter. I'm going to have people that are even betrayers. And I was like, I don't ever have that in my house, <laughs> right? Like it's so soft and cush, like you just want it the way you want it. You know, that was a real challenge. You know, are there any, are, are there denying Peters and betraying Judas's at your table? And are you sitting in a heart position of grudge or grace? Mm-hmm. Ryan said, 
grudge or grace? Uh, when we hold grudges, what do they? What do, I've said it before. You know, grudges or unforgiveness, bitterness. It, it's the poison we drink, expecting to kill the person we're upset with. And we drink it, expecting it to kill the other person, it's, <laughs> and it's only hurting us. Spoiler alert: poison doesn't work that way. <laughs> nope, it does not. So, what are what are some practical steps as we wrap up, Josh, um, to apply this message in Mark fourteen? Well, I, I think we need to we need to do an honest uh, examination mm -hmm. and answer those questions that Ryan you know, like mm -hmm. go back to that question: Who's invited to my table? Who do I who do I <clears throat> invite in to right. my life? Again, there's a tension here because we mm -hmm. need to be grounded in biblical community. Yeah, right. Our predominant interactions, right, probably should not be with people who are hostile towards Jesus. No, evil company yeah. corrupts good morals. Yes, good character. Yes, the Bible's clear, but. If there's nobody in my life mm -hmm. that that fits that that characteristic, mm -hmm. uh, I think we need to we need to broaden our scope, mm -hmm. whether it's of of friendship of whatever, mm -hmm. to to bring some of these other people in. Mm -hmm. Now we have to be intentional, right? I go back to uh, uh, how long ago was it? A couple of years ago, maybe we did our series reaching out, and essentially that's looking at. The table, the bless method, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of a, a, a connection to that mm -hmm. as an evangelistic tool. Yeah. Right? I'm gonna I wanna find people that are hostile towards Jesus, people right. that are questioning Jesus. And I'm gonna start to say, Lord, how do you want me to how do how do you want to use me to to impact this person? And then I'm gonna invite them in. I'm gonna hear them out. I'm gonna listen to their story, which I think that's another area where we we suck at sometimes. We're all sometimes gung ho to like just cram the gospel down their throat because mm -hmm. i mean we know hey the gospel is good right yeah this this will literally save you mm -hmm. <laughs> for eternity um so it's good but sometimes we're in a hurry we just want to cram it down their throat and we don't take any time to actually listen right mm -hmm. what why is this person hostile towards god there's a reason what's, what's their story right you know uh, right. you know, I mean, Judas, right? I mean, there are speculations about why he did what he did, but mm -hmm. again, like, what is it in him that brought him to do those things? You know, do we take time to hear people out? Do we, do we allow people around us to express their doubts? Some of us are so, we're so insecure in our faith. Yes. That if anybody else expresses any sort of doubt, we're like, Oh, oh, I don't know. I never, I never even thought about that one. What if, what if that, what if that is the way that it is? Yeah. And and it just it compounds our insecurities. Yeah. So we 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 kind of build build this mm. little safety bubble yep. around ourselves because oh mm. man, like I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to entertain my own. Tim Elmore calls it the Christian ghetto. Yeah, we just we surround ourselves with people that are gonna affirm what we think. Mm -hmm. is right and true because mm -hmm. we don't want to entertain the possibility that it isn't mm -hmm. so. but the gospel is so powerful and strong that we we need to defend it in some sense like we need to contend for the faith as the scriptures say but on its own it is robust and it is it is life-changing and God is going to do that work in that person's life. Like his spirit is is drawing and prompting. It's not all up to us. And that I think is a key. You know, and and I say this from personal experience. My wife, my wife reminds me all the time. She's like, Josh, you you can't save anybody, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I can't. 
sometimes we uh, you, you know, want to we want to yes we want to oh like if i could just yeah. like get them to see yes. you know it's, it's like ah uh, yeah i think we 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 take on far more mm-hmm. uh responsibility than is actually ours yeah uh we're called to plant seeds we're called to water seeds but paul tells us that god makes it grow the increase yeah not us josh i think that a lot of times those you know when we find our ourselves in those places it really is unbelief i think like you were saying earlier we we shout and scream the loudest about the things that we are most unsure of like Mm. the things that we believe the least are the things that we seem to champion the most you know give it give me give me an example uh well give our listeners sure example sure uh i would say yeah I think that there are times when we shy back from sharing the truth of, of an eternity of separation from God. Like Mm. if we really stop and think about what the gospel says, what does the gospel actually say? If we really believed it, like we really believe that every person that we're passing has these two options for their eternal life. How would this change our day-to-day day-to-day lives? Like how would it actually change us? Uh, What would we do with our, our time, our resources? What would we actually do? You know, I think a lot of times it, it there is unbelief. There's there's mm-hmm. a lack of actual faith in in believing what we say we believe, um, that that keeps us from doing those things that we should. Well, I think there's a lot of illiteracy mm-hmm. of the of like like I think we've sometimes we we cobble together just different things towards like oh yeah well this is like I'm a Christian mm-hmm. but we've we've kind of grabbed a hold of all these different pieces from all mm-hmm. over the place and we've just mushed them all together Self in our help. brain. It's like, Oh yeah, this is Christianity. So I'm a Christian. Yeah. Even though, I mean, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think Ryan was just referencing some of the statistics on even people who would say that they're evangelical Christians mm-hmm. and I, it's either they, they don't believe in a hell or right. I mean, it's stupid. Like, yeah, stupid. it was a couple of messages like, it's, ago. It's yeah. It's a stupid percentage. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what do you actually believe if wait, you don't believe that? Wait, you're an yeah. evangelical Christian, right? right? Evangelism is important. You know, putting the gospel out there, but you yeah. don't believe in hell? Yeah. How does that work? It doesn't. No. Uh, it doesn't. But so, yeah, I think I think part of the problem is we've, we've so just cobbled together different pieces of belief mm-hmm. uh, that we're, we're not actually, like if we really drill into the core of what we believe, uh, we're not actually Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think, yeah. So to where you're talking about unbelief, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know how you read scripture and say, yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't think there's a hell. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Unless you're an annihilationist. Right. We could talk about that another day. <laughs> we can. Which, I mean, there is some sprinkle is a, it's it's something like a hundred to one like the scriptures that uh but some of it depends on how it depends on how you interpret some of the words yes, uh, yes. So, <laughs> yeah but for those that don't know annihil- annihilationism is that there is no eternal there's no eternal conscious torment ect there is a ceasing to exist yes. like you are no more you are yes. annihilated so it's it's the penalty of sin is death yes separation from god that's a that's a good summary of annihilationism yeah and there are some passages that yeah could indicate that but again that's not what we're talking about today i have no idea but (laughs) regardless yeah hell's it's not good whether it's annihilation or cct or you know what like yeah god is good his presence is good um yeah so yeah 
But so unbelief. Where were we going with that? Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else from from uh, Ryan's message message in Mark fourteen? No, I mean he just he wrapped it up. I mean all about the blood, right? I mean, so much scripture. It is, it is important for us to, to mm-hmm. remember, right? Because he says it's not something we earn, right? We don't earn mm-hmm. a seat at the table. That's important to, mm-hmm. to, and that's been the struggle of humanity, I think, forever, right? Self justification. We, we try to earn salvation. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. Um, so we have to remember that we can't, and that should make us super grateful because mm-hmm. there's a gift given by Christ. He yeah. says, "Hey, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover this for you." Yeah. <laughs> if you accept it. Yeah, we sang that Bethel so. song uh, from the Simple album called "The Blood," and that's a real declaration of of what communion is and what it is not and and what is accomplished in our lives uh, through the gospel. I love that song. Yeah. Love so, that song. So yeah. it's important for us to remember though. Yeah. We, we don't earn it, right? We're not, we don't try to be good enough. We can't. That's a, that's a whole other false gospel, false gospel of, Hey yeah. man, I'm a pretty good person. I'm pretty sure I'll make it to heaven. Yeah. You're not that good of a person. Sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> only been one. <laughs> Only been one. Yep. Yeah. Josh, great to have you back. Yeah, it's good uh, to be back. Yeah. Yeah. The podcast is fun. Uh, this has been episode 44. Josh, tell listeners, viewers, what they can do uh, to help us. Uh, yeah. So we would love it, as always. If you would like, share, rate, review, subscribe, all those things. If you're on mm-hmm. YouTube, uh, we love it to see the comments. Yeah. Right? We've got people yep. that comment on our, our, like, that's just, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's fun to jump in there every week and be like, oh, who's, Who's talking about it? Yeah. Uh, But sharing it on your social media, right? If you, whether it's a a link to your favorite podcast platform, whether it's the YouTube, just Mm -hmm. putting that out on your social media just helps spread it, right? Because you've got a sphere of influence that we don't have, Mm -hmm. right? You're connected to to tens or fifties or hundreds of people Mm -hmm. that, you know, Pastor JB and I have never met, probably never will. Um, So if this is something that you find to be helpful in your uh, faith journey we would encourage you to share that with the people around you yeah that you have uh, some level of influence with yeah yeah, yeah it's been episode 44 and uh, come back next week it'll be uh, pastor josh and pam will be with us she's gonna bring the message this coming sunday so uh, definitely come back and, and check it out next time rock and roll Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.